Let's take ourselves off to Japan now where Elliot Smith awaits as we look at the all-black team naming for this one-off fixture up against Japan in front of 65,000 people. Elliot Smith, no small bean. Do you understand why they go there? And welcome to the show. Yeah, evening, Darcy. Absolutely. I mean, 65,000 people um, is, is a very, very good setup. One of the biggest crowds the All Blacks uh, will face uh, this year and certainly before next year's uh, World Cup as well. There'll uh, be a throng of people um, at, uh, at the National Stadium in, in Tokyo come uh, Saturday night. Promises to be a pretty special occasion. OK, so the 23 is out. What are the points of interest from your perspective? I think there's a fair few, Darcy. Um, I was trying to contemplate what this side might be uh, looking like when I, when I did a piece for the, the Herald a, a day or two ago and, and trying to figure out what the balance Ian Foster and his selectors would be looking for because there's so much to take in and, and contemplate. With the remaining three tests to come, you've got a, a few um, players that are desperately needing game time. Uh, you've also got players that probably, to be fair, won't get any more game time on this tour or maybe might get a bench appearance uh, if they're lucky a, a wee bit later on. So for, for some, this could be their last rugby game of, of 2022. So there is a bit to balance uh, for the All Black selectors. And you look through that lineup and you go, They've managed to strike a balance between giving some players some game time, giving those players that um, are needing game time um, some extra time, and the ones that probably won't play for the rest of the year uh, a bit of game time too. Um, you look at the uh, the loose forward uh, trio. Sam Kane hasn't played since that game in Melbourne. You remember he went off with the, the head knock and was subsequently ruled out of the following week. So he's only had 23-odd minutes in the last uh, six or seven weeks uh, of rugby. So he needs game time before he heads North as well. We saw Hoskins a 2-2 for a couple of consecutive tests. He gets another go, but will he get game time as the tour goes on once Adi Saviga is back in the um, the selection reckoning? Probably not. Shannon Frizzell, he missed that test against Australia um, at Eden Park with, uh, with injury as well. So he comes back in, getting him some game time in his legs before they go north. The locks, well, there's only really three fit ones ready to go on the ground. Brody Retallick and Tupo Vai both start. Patrick Tui Pelotu, who is the captain of the All Blacks 15, gets to go as well. And then the front row as well, George Bauer, Nipola Lala, uh, haven't had a lot of uh, game time and starting time, especially recently. Uh, and Dane Coles gets the nod as well. So that's the, the pack. And then you look at the back line and uh, you've got Finlay Christie, who um, has not started this year. He, uh, he's been waiting on the bench for his opportunity. Uh, the, the one that stands out to me from the back line, not so much Roger Tui Vastership necessarily, Darcy, but Stephen Pettifetta. Now, I thought he might start at first five in this test match. Um, all signs pointed to him doing that. But I just wonder with uh, the, the, the Barrett brothers' backs, the illustration there being uh, unavailable this week, Bowden and Geordie, um, and also Will Jordan not being in camp at the moment, may have um, just switched the, the pendulum and gone, actually, let's see Stephen Pettifetta uh, at fullback this week. Um, so those are some of the, the key ones that stand out for me. Uh, also, Roger Tuivasa-Shek and Brayden Enor in midfield. There's been a clamouring for uh, Roger Tuivasa-Shek to get a start at some point. He finally gets that opportunity this weekend against Japan. And Brayden Enor, um, ever since that opening game against Ireland at Eden Park, where he came onto the bench when there was a few COVID cases in the team, um, has only really held tackle bags in the All Blacks environment this year. So he gets another opportunity as well. So you get what I mean when I say there's, um, there's you know, the spinning plates, um, which Ian Foster and his selectors have had to um, try and uh, work out this week um, to, to balance the selection issues that they've got. And I think they've done 
a relatively good job uh, with all the things that are, uh, have been thrown at them uh, in recent times, um, including those withdrawals uh, late last week before they flew. And on the subject of those withdrawals, when does that crew return back into the all-black fold again and what happens to the replacements? Yeah, so that's an interesting question in itself. Sam Whitelock has now arrived in camp. Um, he flew over yesterday. My understanding is that the Barrett brothers were due to fly in today or leave New Zealand today. So um, unless something's changed on that front, they should be arriving late tonight uh, into Tokyo. Um, obviously won't play a role in this test match, but um, we'll be ready to, to go. And there's obviously a few promotional things and various things that the All Blacks have to do as well. So they'll probably help out on that front before they head north in, in a few days' time. Patrick Tui Pilotu uh, is expecting to link back up with the All Blacks uh, 15, Damian McKenzie as well. But, of course, it all depends on how um, the, the side comes through this weekend as well and, and any further injuries uh, that may come through on that front. Um, Asafa Omua is with camp at the moment. He's not required this week. came in uh, as a cover for the, the niggle that uh, Dane Coles had. So, he is, um, he's likely probably to drop out of um, the All Blacks mix and maybe just go back and complete those All Blacks 15s commitments. So we'll get a clearer read on all of that once uh, the All Blacks do play this game on, on Saturday and, and whether all those players will be released for that first All Blacks 15 game against Ireland A, which is uh, next Friday night um, in Ireland. We know the pace, the speed at which the Brave Blossoms play. Do they look at that back line and see, hey, there might be a hole in there with two of us, Ashek and Enor, coming together before Anton Leonard-Brown? And wow, great to see him back as well off the bench. Comes and plugs that gap. Is there reason to be concerned there? I, I think there's, um, you know, there's probably an area that they could target there, just given the inexperience at test level uh, of that midfield uh, with Tui Vasashek and uh, Braden Enor certainly not having um, much experience between them, only seven tests and um, Tui Vasashek of course getting his first start. Enor hasn't had many, I think I think his first test start was against the United States last year, so it really is a green midfield. That could be an area uh, where the, the Japanese uh, look to exploit. Japan, Japan's also named uh, their team for this weekend, um, but intriguingly uh, you know, they've got Dylan Riley who's um, Australian born, he plays for the Wild Knights, he's only had seven tests himself here where uh, the 13 jumper, uh, Ryoto Nakamura, more experienced. He starts outside him in the second five jersey. Um, he's had 30 tests. So that's perhaps an area that they can target, maybe a bigger body in terms of Dylan Riley as well, weighing it at 102 kilograms. That could be an area uh, where they look to exploit um, this, this Japanese team uh, come the weekend. They've got a, a, a mix of youth and experience, this Japanese team. It could be an area uh, where they look to, um, to to exploit this All Blacks team. Great to see Anton Leonard-Brown back as well after the injury troubles he's had this year and, and perhaps looking for maybe 30 minutes uh, off the bench um, when he gets his chance come Saturday afternoon here in, in, in Tokyo. And uh, another guys, another name, the Brave Blossoms have already played a series up against Australia. A, it was pretty much a shadowed team. What did they drag out of that? It was reasonably close. 2-1, uh, I think the Australians won that. But does that put the Brave Blossoms in a good position to not beat the All Blacks, although we didn't think uh, Argentina would beat us in our backyard or, or Ireland would roll us over either. How strong is this side, taking all that into account, Elliot? 
Yeah, it's a hard one with Japan because they essentially shut down due to COVID and, and they only began to, to come back into the mix in, in 2021. They've had a few games, don't get me wrong, but um, they've had basically two years of this World Cup cycle go missing uh, due to the, the COVID situation. They haven't been able to travel and uh, haven't played uh, a heck of a lot of games. So it feels like those Australia A games were vital for them to, to get some runs on the board, to use a cricketing analogy and, and get some game time in the legs and, and form some combinations because some of those players that were there at the last World Cup aren't part of this team anymore. Some of those names that stand out, though, that are there, you know, Michael Leach, he's been a veteran of this Japan, Japan team, the former Chiefs player, no longer captain, incidentally, but he'll play a 76th test uh, on the weekend. But there's some other names that stand out. Warner Derns, um, son of Tanya and, um, you know, a New Zealand-born player. He'll play his fifth test um, on, on Saturday afternoon, born in 2002. He's a, a real comer for this Japanese team, plays for the uh, Toshiba Brave Lupus side in Tokyo and um, a player they're really excited about having a long future in the Japanese um, jersey, potentially. Um, he's partnered with Jack Cornelson in the, in the second row. He's a player that's only had nine tests himself. And then you look through the rest of the team. Um, the first five, Takuya Yamasawa, only had four tests to, to this point as well. So it feels like this Japanese team is very much in a, a rebuild. Some of those stars that took them to the Brighton Miracle in 2015 and those incredible wins over Ireland and then Scotland in 2019 have now departed stage left uh, through retirement and uh, you know age and various other things. So Jamie Joseph and Tony Brown are bringing through um, this new uh, crop of players. Um, and obviously need as many runs as under uh, under the belt um, as they can possibly get. And finally, Elliot Smith, our man with the call coming up this weekend. Uh, has there been much talk around the schedule clash over in Japan with the Black Ferns? You know the story. Uh, no, there's been no clash over here, uh, or no talk of it over here. In, in all honesty, um, I'm the only New Zealand media uh, on the ground. There are 20 sort of Japanese journalists that um, have come along to the media sessions to date, so we're about to hear some thoughts from Ian Foster inside the next week while as well, uh, so I suspect that um, I will ask that question there of, of Ian Foster, but certainly hasn't um, hasn't been an issue, um, you know, Canvas so far uh, this week, I know it's been a big issue back home um, I understand there was a push to have this game um, move forward but there's all sorts of other factors uh, Japan uh, is uh, right in the mix of its um, you know, baseball uh, final series, which is huge over here. And, and to be honest, the All Blacks wouldn't be able to compete with that. And, and that's um, on the, you know, that's on this half past six on the uh, the Saturday night. It's um, a crucial time in the series. One of the Tokyo teams are playing in there. So, um, you know, the, to be honest, it hasn't it hasn't caused too much of a ripple um, on the ground here in Tokyo, if I'm uh, completely honest with you. And I said lastly, but plainly you're used to dealing with me, I lied. Just give us a quick couple of sentences on the non-negotiables for you out of this all-black side. What has to happen in the 80-plus minutes? Yeah, I think you look at this game and you go, yep, the all-blacks should win. But this is about an 80-minute performance. And, and how often have we seen... This year, the All Blacks not delivered that. Um, Anton Brown said earlier in the week that they're quite keen to to make a statement this week. Well, they need to follow through on that. You think back to that Argentina game in Hamilton where they were very, very good um, for pretty much the entire 80 minutes, their best performance of the year. They've had other games this year where they've just switched off for 20 minutes, allowed teams back into the game. They really need to be ruthless this week. It's a team that we're not likely to see um, combine again for the rest of this tour and, and maybe ever... Again, in an All Blacks jersey, this is a chance for many to stake their claims 
um, and, and, and impress uh, this weekend. And let's not forget as well, there's a World Cup coming up uh, next year where players may not have too many more chances to audition in a black jersey uh, and strut their stuff. So that's a chance for them this week. But consistency, finding that across 80 minutes has to be the one for the All Blacks uh, come Saturday afternoon here in Tokyo. Thank you very much, Elliot Smith. Looking forward to your call over the weekend. You look after yourself. Stay out of that minibar. I'll do my best, Arcee.